to all of you who have listened, shared and connected with me, thank you. I started Empower with Mahi because my deepest passion is for women to feel empowered. My new business, Organize Her, is no different. The tools we create are designed to give the busy woman back her peace of mind by helping her keep her shit together and get stuff done. Our vision is for women everywhere to feel in control of their lives, confident within themselves, and have enough time for everything that matters to them. And I am so excited to announce that Organize Her has officially launched and our productivity planner is available now at our website in addition to our digital moneymaker budget tracker. Those of you who have followed along throughout 2023 know how much time and thought has gone into these productivity planners and I know I am totally biased because this is my baby but I am completely obsessed with the planner and I know you will be too. Our website link is in the description organizeher.co and from the bottom of my heart thank you for inspiring me to fulfill my purpose for your ongoing support and for being a part of this journey with me. and welcome to Empower, the podcast that has one sole purpose, which is to inspire you to live your best life as your best self. My name is Mahi Sorensen. I'm a lawyer, girl power advocate, grown independent woman, of course. I'm obsessed with self-love and personal development. So now I'm also the host of this podcast. Thank you for tuning in. I will do my best to make sure that you can take something meaningful from this podcast and apply it to your everyday life. But for now, I am about to become your personal hype woman because it is my purpose to empower and I hope to do the same for you. Kia ora te Today I want to talk about that naughty little voice that we all have in our heads that keeps us feeling negative and holds us back from everything we want in life. We deserve to feel good about ourselves and we owe it to ourselves to take the steps we need to level up and get to where we need to go. The only way that we can do that though is to stop listening to the negative voices in our head. The first thing we need to do is show ourselves some love and kindness. I've spoken about this before but we don't speak to ourselves the way that we should. We all need to do better and start thinking positively so that we can build ourselves up instead of letting ourselves get consumed by negative thoughts which hold us back. If you have a think now about some of the most brutal things you say to yourself, the things that you would never admit, like you aren't good enough, you're fat, you're ugly, no one wants to be with you, you're a failure. Imagine walking up to someone you love and saying those same things. You never would, right? So why would you say it to you? If your best friend comes to you and says that they're devastated because they didn't get the promotion that they had been working really hard for, how would you respond? Would you say that they missed out on that promotion because they're terrible at their job or they didn't deserve it or that everyone else is better than them or that it's because they're worthless? You never would. And if you would, then you would have to be a terrible friend. But I know you're not because people that are terrible friends would not be listening to my podcast. But if it were you, it's entirely possible that those thoughts would run through your head and that you wouldn't think twice about it. And I know because I have been there and I have thought those thoughts. If your best friend or your partner or a family member comes to you when they're having a hard time, you would just be there for them. And hopefully with copious amounts of love and support and understanding, because that's the kind of person that you want to be for the people that you love. 
you would do everything in your power to be whatever comfort they need in that moment. Do it for you too. Too many times in our lives we fail to show up for ourselves in the way that we do for the people that we love. And that needs to change. We all want to become the best versions of ourselves, but how can we do that when we allow our negative thoughts to dictate who we are, or at least to try to dictate who we are? Imagine if we replace that negative self-talk with genuine hype, with forgiveness, with compassion and understanding. Imagine how we would show up for ourselves then and in turn show up for the rest of the world, for our families, our friends, our communities, our workplaces, when we have our own back. What we need to do is destroy our limiting beliefs and negative self-talk. And we do that by filling our lives, minds and spaces with the positivity, inspiration and support that we deserve. Think of all the positive things that you say to the people that you love or that you wish you said to yourself or that you know you need to hear. Now write them down. Over and over, write them on your mirror, on post-it notes, all over your house or on your desk at work. Make those words your phone and computer backgrounds. Look at yourself in the mirror and tell yourself, I love you. You want to start living and breathing, empowering self-talk all the time so that you're more or less brainwashed into replacing all of your negative self-talk. Eventually, the positive self-talk will feel so natural that you automatically start reverting to it every time you catch yourself in your negative headspace, and that's what we're aiming for. I know at the start when you're not used to it, it feels super weird and super stupid, actually, to, to write these things out, and especially to look at yourself in the mirror and say, I love you. But why should it? Why should it feel weird? We need to normalize building ourselves up. We should love ourselves because we need to give ourselves that compassion all the way through before we can be the best person for those around us. If you don't show up powerfully for yourself, how will you do the same for everyone else? You should love yourself and be proud of yourself. You're worth it and you deserve that. In fact, everyone deserves to live a life that way. I've recently learned a helpful method courtesy of my psychologist, which has allowed me to overcome distressing and negative thoughts when they do come up. Because no matter how positive you are, they will come up. We're human, we're not robots, so it will happen. The first thing I do is breathe. Because taking a few mindful, deep breaths in any case is the best thing that I can do for myself when I'm overwhelmed. And I find that breathing is one of those things Every time I do it, it calms me down. And yet in moments when I really, really need it, I almost forget that it exists. So if you can, start making it a regular thing for you. I have an Apple Watch and it reminds me to breathe every now and then. And still sometimes in my day, I switch it off. I dismiss the notification because I think I'm too busy for one minute of breathing and I need to stop that. And I'm saying it now so that I can hold myself accountable. So going back to the method, following breathing, I observe whatever negative thought or feeling it is that I have and acknowledge its presence. It's better to acknowledge it than to try to suppress it or pretend it's not there. Historically, I've been really good at being like living in denial and acting like I'm not having all of these really terrible thoughts. Not a good idea. Acknowledge that it's there because only then can you move past it. After that, I remember what my values are what's important to me, what sort of person I want to be in this moment. Lastly, and this aligns with the value section of this method, I decide on the type of action I would like to take 
in order to ensure that the way that I react aligns with my values. So what do I need to do in this moment in response to these negative thoughts that align with not the negative thoughts, but my true values and what I believe in and who I want to be? When I use this method, it helps me recalibrate and switch my chaotic negative thoughts into a set of actions that I need to take to ensure that I'm reacting to any situation as authentically as I can. For example, if I get caught up in self-doubt and I don't know, I'm at work and and I'm deep into a matter or a situation that I feel like I don't have enough experience in or I'm feeling out of my depth, which is so common, so common for me at work, I take a moment, I breathe, I observe that feeling of self-doubt and usually by this point there's a bit of panic and there's a bit of stress. And then I realize that self-doubt actually doesn't align with my values. It doesn't make me feel good or help me become the person that I need to be. Feelings of self-doubt are associated with imposter syndrome for me. So I know objectively this feeling right now and the thoughts that are going through my head don't align with who I am. And because of it, the action that I then take is that I need to jump off that waka and jump on the one that, one, feels more like me and two, gets me to where I need to go. That means that I stop listening to the voice in my head that's telling me that I'm not capable of doing something because I know very well that I am capable of anything that I put my mind to and I believe that in my soul. That's a value of mine. And with that, I'll go ahead and I'll keep pushing until I figure out what I need to do in order to complete whatever it is that's ahead of me. Once we've trained ourselves out of feeding the negative self-talk, we then need to start working on the other part of that naughty voice, which does everything it can to convince us not to go out of our comfort zones or extend ourselves beyond what we know and where we feel safe. If you want to become the best version of yourself, you need to start getting uncomfortable. It's the only way that we grow. You need to recognize that if you are someone who is actively and intentionally trying to grow and challenge yourself, the voice in your head that tries to convince you to stay in your comfort zone is giving you the opposite of what you actually want and need in life. Usually, whatever the voice is telling you not to do is what you need to do. It will try to talk you out of working out, applying for a job, starting a conversation with someone new, trying something new that you've never had the courage to try before booking a spontaneous trip. That voice may also tell you to do things like spend money that you don't have, start a rumor or talk shit about people because it's convenient to give up on something that you've worked really hard for or that you're dreaming of or text your ex. Once you become aware of it and when you hear that voice, you need to do the exact opposite of what it is telling you to do in order to conquer it. It sounds simple, but the voice doesn't give up and it will keep trying to negotiate with you even as you fight against it. So you need to actively work at this to beat it. The voice will never go away. You just learn how to ignore it. If you know that you aren't where you need to be in life or where you want to be in life, it's because you've been listening to that voice and allowing it to control you. You need to become so focused on what you want and reaching your goals and figuring out how to achieve them, that you don't even have the time 
to allow that voice to convince you of otherwise. Doing exactly what the negative inner voice is telling you not to do is exactly how you overcome your comfort zone and start leveling up in life. Something that helps me conquer the voice in my head is to have not only the ability to fight it, because sometimes that works and sometimes it doesn't, but it's also about having the right voices around me. One thing that I have in my partner that I'm so grateful for and which I've never had before in anyone is that he encourages me to get out of my comfort zone. I used to go to the gym and look cute and think that I was training hard and then I met him. Every time he trains, he is dripping in sweat and that's simply because he pushes himself to that level. And ironically, despite never sweating like ever when I trained and telling everyone that's because brown girls don't sweat or don't go red, which is a whole bunch of bullshit, right? I believed that I was also training to that level until I met him and then realized I was fraudulent. (laughs) And ever since we've been together and the longer we're together, I realize I have never trained harder in my life. And that's because I've seen his work rate and now I know what hard work is and I want to be at that level. I could only get so far with the voice in my head in terms of training. Like I I trained kind of well, I guess. And then suddenly he starts talking about how you've just got to push past that voice. And I was like, sorry, no one's ever had this conversation with me before. But because he had that conversation with me, I'm now better for it. And I train harder for it. And for that, I am really, really grateful to him. A few months ago, we were at the gym and we were on the rowing machines. And he clocked 500 meters in like 144 and then told me to beat him. (laughs) And we're competitive. I used to be a rower, but that was many moons ago. And he's super fit. But I was so determined to beat him. I'd never rode so hard before in my life. But I did beat him and I hit 140. And of course, after that, I was gassed for the rest of the workout and pretty much for the rest of the night. And that didn't actually work in my favor because he was smart enough to reserve the energy to keep going. Of course, (laughs) because my ego was so big that I just had to beat him. And so I ruined myself in doing it. And then he kept beating my time over and over and over again, which is fun. (laughs) But the point is that I never would have pushed myself like that ever or even believed that I could if I didn't have him challenging me to do it. Because I guarantee the voice in my head would have told me that there was no way that I could hit that time. And now I do the same thing with my best friend Tish. We challenge each other on our Apple watches. And if you follow me on Instagram, you'll know what I'm talking about. It definitely keeps me training consistently and harder and being on different islands is no longer an excuse for us. So not only do I have someone that pushes me to be better at home, but I can be that person for those around me too. No one has ever done better than their best. So if you put in your best, and this will look different every day, stand by that effort and be proud of it. If you're being the best you for yourself, you will be the best you for everyone else. But it's up to you to decide whether you let it be heard or not. Don't forget that the life you want and the growth that you need is waiting for you on the other side of that voice. So shut it down. 
on that note, as always, I will love you and leave you. I hope you have an awesome day and please do something today that makes you happy.